0: All righty, Jim, testing. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh oh, Jim, you're back to coming in low again. Oh boy. One more time, Jim. Can you turn up your phone? Can you hear me? Oh, it's still low. Oh boy. And it was loud today. Let's see if we can see if we can do something there. All right, I'm gonna need you. Come back to Dr. Kemp. Hmm. Dr. Kemp, can you hear me?
1: Good evening. I can hear you.
0: Okay, good. You're loud and clear. And, Jim, I heard you loud until today when we tested with the at t but I don't know what's going on. We're going to go on right at 7.50, okay? Um. Mm. Jim, go out and come in again and see what happens real quick. All right. Hey Jim, try to come in again. Yes, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, you got to talk real loud or do something. Um, and I'll let you know if you have to go to the chat, but you're a little better, but it's still very low. I don't know if the guy showed you how to turn it up today at ATT, but uh, now it's coming in low again. Not like before, it's a little better, but not not loud enough like it was earlier really today. Hello, hello, hello. Is that uh. Uh-uh. But it's enough, it's enough. If we have to go the other way and and have you sign in, we'll do that. But right now we'll go, just gotta talk real loud. Okay, sounds good. We're gonna go on to 755.
2: Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four.
0: Three. Two. One. Good evening and welcome to another evening of Cliff Burton Friends featuring the very best in women's athletics and HBCU sports. We're starting a little early tonight. We have some special tributes. We have some losses and we just want to make sure that we we recognize number one. This past Friday, um, I lost a very dear mentor, friend, my medical school advisor, and he was the Dean now at Texas Tech School of Health Sciences in Lubbock, Texas. His name was Dr. Stephen Burke. If there ever was a definition of a doctor and also teacher, he's one. He is one that was clearly for diversity. He was one that was clearly for the community. He was clearly one that was for the underserved. The last 16 years, he was at Texas Tech Medical School with the Dean. And while there, he created the Covenant branch of campus, the Medical Student Barbershop Hypertension Program, Dean's Ambassadors, the Clinical Research Institute, Department of Medical Education, the Women's Health Research Institute of Amarillo, and the Lubbock Medical Student-Led Free Clinic. And they grew throughout all of Texas in about 108 counties. He was an innovator, but more than that, he was a man of very, very, very high integrity. Not only was a trailblazer, but uh, Ted L. Mitchell, MD, Texas Tech, Mercy System Chancellor, who was uh, previously served as the president stated this, Dr. Stephen Burke was a man of integrity and dedicated servant leader. Healthcare and the future physicians across our 108 county service area experienced significant advancements due to his innovative leadership and personal commitment to the care for others. I wanna say personally, <clears throat> before he went to Texas, this man was the chair of internal medicine at East Tennessee State, where I went to medical school. He was my direct advisor. And if there's anybody that would stick close to you, thick and thin, and I had tough times in medical school, it is Dr. Stephen Burke. And this echoed from every student, every race, every social class who he has ever touched or laid hands on. So Dr. Stephen Burke will dedicate the show to you along with your lovely wife, Shirley and your two sons, Justin, and I believe Jeremy was his name. And we want to thank you for all you've done for the field of medicine, Dr. Stephen Burke. And I just want to thank our team for allowing me to do that. Now, Marlo, are you there?
1: Good evening, everyone. I'm here. I'm here.
0: All right. Jim, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, that's a little better. We can hear you. That's good. That's good. And uh we want to welcome Jeff tonight. He's back with us uh, listening online. And um, as we often do, we celebrate the lives of those who touched us dearly. And uh, last week, we lost none other than legendary Tina Turner at age 83. And, and Dr. Kemp has something for us at this time. Dr. Kemp?
1: um yes good evening everyone i just want to say first of all foremost happy memorial day to everyone thank you all for your service the men and women who served ahead of us and died for our freedoms and dr Burton, just so sorry to hear about your mentor dr stephen burke sound like he was a wonderful physician in man. and thank you for his miss uh, tina turner known as the queen of rock and roll, was born Anna Mae Bullock in Brownsville, Tennessee. And those of us that went to school in Tennessee know where that is, West Tennessee. She lived, she and her family lived at nearby Nutbush, Tennessee in, in 2002, the Tennessee State Route 19 that was renamed the Tennessee, the Tina Turner Highway. Tina Turner, uh, Anna Mae Bullock, was born November 26, 1939. Uh, Again, she was known as the Queen of Rock and Roll. In East St. Louis, where she met Ike Turner, she started as their lead singer of the Ike and Tina Turner Review Group in 1957, also known as the King of Rhythm Group. She launched her solo career after leaving the group with Ike. She was known for her swagger, her powerful voice, unstoppable energy, of course her great legs as they say, which she did, and her history with her ex-husband Ike Turner. In 1958, she recorded her box top. She recorded the first single box top under her name under the name of Little Anne. Before disbanding the group with Ike in 1976, they released multiple hits, including Proud Mary, River Deep, Mountain High, and many others. In 1980, Miss Turner, Tina Turner launched her greatest comeback in music history ever. Her 1984 multi-platinum album, The Private Dancer, included songs such as What's Love Got To Do With It, which we all sing and know in which she won the grammy award for the record of the year in 1985 she performed at the live aid uh, show with mick jagger in which he actually took off her skirt um there but that was an unforgettable performance in 1988 she set a then guinness book world record for i'm sorry the guinness world record for the largest paying audience at that time was 180,000. People for a solo performer in Rio, Brazil. Uh, Miss Turner acted in, in many films, including *The Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome* D- Dome with Mel Gibson, and performed and performed many shows both in Europe and the United States. In 1993, a biographical film came out, *What's Love Got to Do with It*, which Angela Bassett portrayed her, and Lawrence Fish, Fishburne portrayed. Um, Mr. Ike Turner, and they both received Oscar nominations for their performances. In 2019, she retired from performing after completing her Tina 50th anniversary tour. Just to mention just a few other numerous awards. um, In April 2018, her musical on, On Her Life opened in London and in 2019 here on Broadway in New York. She was the first black artist and the first woman to be on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine in November, 1967. She has 12 Grammy Awards, a Grammy lifetime achievement award, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1986 and on the St. Louis Walk of Fame as well as the Memphis Hall of Fame. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not once, but twice. The first time with Ike Turner in 1991, and the second time as a solo artist in 2021. And she was introduced by none other than Angela Bassett. 2005, she received the Kennedy Center Honors and the Woman of the Year awards. In 2013, she became a citizen of Switzerland. She wrote four books and was married to German music executive Erwin Bach. Uh, Miss Tina Turner passed away on May 24th, last week, 2023, in her home in Switzerland at the age of 83. She will be missed and we will forever sing her songs. Thank you for your service, Miss Tina Turner.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Jim, I'll go first and then I'll let you give some thoughts and, and anybody is welcome to put their thoughts in the chat room. One of the things that, beside all of her music and greatness, Tina Turner, um, whether she knew it or not, unveiled the cover of Mm -hmm. something called abusive relationships that had been swept under the rug, kept under the rug, not just in African-American families, but all families, and women just didn't speak out. But because of her stature, when she finally left Ike and went on her own, and said, "Just give me my name," and triumph, unofficially, that was the beginning of the Me Too movement. Way before it was named the Me Too movement, and she, she, she has moved a needle forward in that area that needs to be worked on in American life, and. Uh, Always a for her courage. Her music speaks for itself. Jim? Unmute. Uh, yeah. Jim? And aunt used to love Turner, used to both- Gotta speak up. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just to All recap, right. I know Jim, Jim was saying that his, him and his mom and them, they loved Tina Turner, and she definitely brought you know domestic violence to the forefront, as what you mentioned, Dr. Berg, and That's definitely the truth. They were big All fans right. of hers.
0: All righty. Well, we we'll give one more rap Tina Turner, and then we gotta move on. Truly, truly, alleged. Our last week of the month, we have with us to recap none other than our Woman of the Month, Diane Durham, the first African-American national gymnast. And I just want to recap, she was born June 17, 1968, died February 4th, 2021, at the age of what? 52. She was trained by the famous Karoli coaches. And in her lifetime in the national forefront, she received gold in 1981, 1982 1983 and 19 and then the silver in 1982 83 84 and bronze 84 and she's also been credited by some of the greatest gymnasts in the world for their development development simone biles has said if it were not for miss durham paving the way for black gymnasts she wouldn't be where she is gabby douglas said the same thing and Aquino attributed the current Representation in gymnastics to none other than Miss Diane Durham, our woman of the month. And we are going to keep on our mind. Marlo, give us your last thought. Miss Diane Durham.
1: Again, thank you once again for bringing her to the forefront. She was um, a, a wonderful gymnast, you know, based on her. A status um, here and um, a neighbor of mine, um, just by being from Chicago, uh, born in Indiana, uh, but then eventually moved and lived in Chicago, and and has definitely left her stamp uh, there. So thank you so much again for her service and bringing her to the forefront.
0: All righty, all right, and dura Now our woman of the month for next month. I'm just gonna give her name and a very little bit about it. talked briefly before aura bell washington okay and they called her the queen of the courts now she was the first women african-american women tennis champion started back in the 30s in singles a tremendous career but people don't know is the reason they called her the woman of the court she also was a great basketball player and believe it or not she was also inducted into the naismith hall of fame for basketball so we're gonna have a tremendous time in June talking about Miss Aura Bell Washington. Marla, what are your thoughts? Just preliminary. Let me get it for her next up. I'm excited to hear, hear about more about Miss Bell,
1: Miss Washington, um, especially you said for tennis and basketball.
0: She was a tennis champion, but also yes. a basketball champion. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited to learn more about her.
0: Yeah, people don't talk much about her.
1: And mm-hmm, so, not uh,
0: yeah, not at all. Um, Jim, type in the chat. What do you think about Earl Washington? Type it in the chat and we'll uh, we'll read about it. Okay, we'll read up on it. Now, the French Open has started. We're gonna get to the details of that a little later. But young Coco Gall, she said she has a net word. Of six million dollars already, but right before the French Open, Coco Golf signed a deal with a six billion dollar company. Now the deal's not for six billion, but she's aligning herself with a six billion dollar company. And so, <clears throat> I just want to say this young lady is. Uh, the name of the company is Bose. Bose AirPods, you can look them up. And uh, she also recently signed a multi-year endorsement deal with New Balance. This most recent one is with Bose, American Audio Equipment Company. And uh, they a $6 billion company. So she's, she's uh, as they say, go big or go home. Looks like she's going big. Dr. Kemp, what do you think?
1: Oh, definitely. I'm so proud of Coco and her parents, um, you know, behind this deal, because everybody knows who they are in the uh, American Audio Equipment Company. They're real big, Um, you know, known for their great speakers and, and everything. So um, and then she has uh, her own tennis shoes that's being made, Um, you know, to help her younger brother, I think, because he's mm-hmm. a Marvel fan so it's called Twisted Net. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they look like during the French Open. So way to go, Coco!
0: Oh yeah, Coco golf, Coco golf. Jim, see if you can unmute. We can hear you. What do you think about Coco golf? Got to holler in the mic. Mhm. Sounds good. Okay. So, great deal for as Jim is telling us. Great deal for Miss Coco Golf, as they said in the article, a boss move for the young lady. A boss move. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we talked about the national division one nationals in track and field. OK, and uh, they're going through the qualifying or they went through the qualifying May 24th through 27th. And uh, the championships are being in Austin, Texas now, uh, June 7th through 10th. The top 48 athletes in the country were invited for tryout. the East and the West, some in California, some in Florida. Well, there's one HBCU that has done extremely well. North Carolina A&T track and field team uh, from the SWAT conference. Do I have that right, Jim? Are they MIAC? at uh, this yeah. SWAT. Nevertheless, they placed six women and six men in the NCAA Division I track and field championships in Texas. And uh, sophomores, Raheem Hayes, 46.74, and junior, Shamar Chambers. 46.84 in the 400-meter dash. So they're doing their thing, okay? And also um, on the women's side, Paula Solomon, Jada Griffin, both qualified in the 100-meter hurdles and 400-meter dash respectively. They're favorites to make it to the finals. So, you know, they're doing well. Now there's six of them, 12 of them, six women, six men, all going to the national finals from North Carolina and So way to represent the HBC Marlow. Let's talk about the athletes over there. What do you think yes. about this accomplishment?
2: That's exciting.
1: That is huge with uh North Carolina A and T for sending that many student athletes um, yeah. you know, down there to participate. Yeah. And in Texas, and then you know, and then they made it all the way through all of the preliminary heats and uh, I mean, that's an accomplishment that many, um, you know, men and women that are going to the championship. I'm excited. I can't wait. I hope this is, I know it's been, they've been, uh, 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 televising it. So I definitely hope they televised this one, um, oh, yeah. you know, next yeah. weekend in Texas or in the next couple of weeks, that's coming. Oh yeah. In Texas. So I'm excited, so excited for them. I'm rooting for them all the way. Yeah.
0: Jim, your thoughts. National Championship, track and field, North Carolina A&T, Aggies representing. I believe that's just the Jackson
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Reverend. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jim? But I believe they're they're listed as being in the MEAC. I thought I, maybe football they got out of the MEAC, but I guess they're still in the MEAC for track and field. So this okay. is an accomplishment for them. Got it. Got it. Well, They're, MEAC, they're in the, the MEAC? Go ahead.
1: They're in the MEAC conference.
0: That's what I put in Google and got, but I, I'm thinking they're in the Big South. All so righty. Well, we'll be following them, and definitely to make sure that they um, see how they do come June, all right? Now, before we go to commercial break, we just want to remind. We're going to come back to the commercial next week. But uh, CEO for the love, Sheila Townsend, will be holding her tennis camp down in Boca Raton, Florida, Boca Raton High School. We're going to return next week with the full information again. But start preparing if you want to go and get excellent tennis lessons from Simply the Best. She coached one daughter who played college tennis. She coached another one who was a pro playing in the French Open. She was also a teacher, a coach and a player herself in college. So that is For the Love, CEO, Ms. Sheila Townsend. We'll take a break and we'll be right back in one minute. Welcome back to Dr. Cliff, Burt, and Friends, featuring the very best in women's athletics and HBCU sports. Now, we have something else going on. The Women's NCAA Division I National Softball Tournament. They started with 64 teams. They are down to the Elite Eight. They just finished the Super Regionals, 16 teams. And now they're down to the elite eight and they will be playing a double elimination tournament till they get to the finals. And then June 7th to June 9th, the best two out of three games will determine the national champions of women's softball. By the way, the most watched spring sport, they out in college. People view this more than men's who are also playing right now and hardball tournament. So here we go. In the upper bracket, you have Tennessee earned a berth in the Elite Eight, and they'll be playing Alabama. Okay? This is on June 1st. Oklahoma, number one (coughs) over on the tournament, will be playing Stanford. I believe they're riding a 48 or 58 game win streak. Okay? They are the favorite. Then you have... Florida State versus Oklahoma State. And I think Oklahoma State upset some higher seeds to get here. So happy for them. And then Washington versus Utah. Okay. So those are your eight teams. And uh, these teams will be playing starting June 1st. And they will culminate in the championship series, uh, two out of three series, June 7th through June Nice, Marlo. Paul, give me your take on this tournament, and then Jim, I'm coming to you.
1: Well, this is gonna be a good one because you know, we got, of course, the favors. Oklahoma is there, um, and Alabama, and Utah came back and they surprised a couple of teams. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, mm, I think I'm gonna go Oklahoma all the way but I don't know going what with want. the favorites I don't know what you want Oklahoma Oklahoma
0: State <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to Oklahoma too they're well-oiled machine a quick correction you before we go to Jim. a quick correction the North Carolina T track team are from the colonial athletic Association so we want to get that right neither the react nor the swag the colonial athletic Association all right Jim you can tell us to type it in the chat who do you have as the favorites in the softball women's softball division one national championship?
1: You know, I don't know. I'm keep I, I'm looking at it. You never know.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with Oklahoma. Those <laughs> girls hit the ball like pros. <laughs> Jim, what do you think? Okay, maybe he's, he's gonna type it in the chat for us. All right, sounds Utah good. You thought
1: maybe Cinderella.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll see what says. We'll see what Jim says. Want to move on a little bit further now. Um, We have the WNBA. Okay, the WNBA are now into their second week of play, and uh, the standings go like this: the Las Vegas Aces are winning. Let's do it by conference, okay? by conference in the eastern conference you have the connecticut sun they're three and one chicago sky candace parker's old team they're three and one the new york liberty which is supposed to be the powerhouse team they're two and one they lost the first game of the season the washington mystic delano johnny De two and two and uh indiana Fever, right they're boston one and two and the atlanta dream one and two so that's the way the Eastern Conference looks so far. Now in the Western Conference, Las Vegas Ace, or aces, are four and zero. Dallas Wings two and one. The Sparks one and two. Phoenix Mercury one and two. Seattle Storm zero oh and two. And <clears throat> the Minnesota Lynx, Sylvia Fowles' old team, are zero oh and four. What are your thoughts, Marlo? Just a preliminary standing yeah. so far.
1: Yeah, so far, um, mm, I guess I'm I'm just kind of surprised a little bit at Minnesota, you know, um, and let's see, uh, I'm I'm watching, you know, of course I'm watching Indiana just to see, you Leo know, Boston. what our girl, yeah, is gonna do, um, and kind of surprised. Well, no, not really. I was gonna say kind of surprised about Las Vegas, but no, because well, they have a good a good um. Pretty decent team.
0: They're loaded.
1: They're loaded. Yeah. yeah. So mm, we'll see. You know, it's still early. It's just the second week. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen.
0: Okay. Let me give you some of the leading (laughs) scorers in the league. Arike Angu Bawali from Dallas. She's dropping 26.7 a night. Now, Jewel Lloyd from Seattle, 26 a night. Brianna Stewart in New York, no surprise, 26 points a night. But this is the one that's the surprise that makes the aces so strong. Jackie Young is averaging 23 points a game. I knew she could play. She's in there with Candace Parker, uh, Asia Wilson, the MVP from last year. And they have one more great player, Chelsea Gray. So Jackie Young is the leading scorer on a team that's loaded with superstars. And they are going to be a hard out this year. And then it's two. Sabali from Dallas is averaging 22 points a night. Now, the rebound leaders: Alyssa Thomas, Connecticut, 11.3, and Alyssa Smith from Indiana, 11.0. Brianna Stewart, okay, she's number three in rebound, at 10 a night. She's also number three in scoring. Brianna Turner, 9.3 a night, and Asia Wilson is leading the way with 9.3 a night boards for the Las Vegas Aces. Now, the last thing on this stat, and I could do assists tonight, but we're going to do blocks. Marlo, who do you think's number one in the league? Uh, hopefully it's Brittany. Brittany Griner, 3.7 blocks a game. You got it. <laughs> Natasha Howard, 2.7. Jewel Lloyd from Seattle, 2.5. Nia Coffey, 2.3. And Kia Stokes, the former UConn Husky standout, at 1.8. We'll get into assists, steals, and three-pointers next week. But the ladies in the WNBA... Are off and running. Yes, they are. And give them a hand, they're doing a good job. Give a oh, hand. Yeah. They're doing a a actually they're doing a you what? Know, a great job. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you added a few comments in the chat. I see good. it. I see it. Yeah. LSU lost. UCLA lost. Jim says, don't be surprised in the baseball. If Oklahoma loses, even though they've won 50 games, Indiana broke a 20-game losing streak versus the Atlanta Dream in the WNBA. And, of course, the Las Vegas Aces are looking good early on. You got it. So we will keep up. We will keep up. All right. Last thing before we go to the break. Tennis, the French Open, okay? And in the women's division, we've got five of the ranked Top players that are favored to win it in singles. Ariana Sablinka from Belarus. Okay, she's uh, the second favorite to win it. The first one is Iga Swiatek from Poland, and and now she's tough. She's favored to win the singles. Uh, uh, Sablinka's second. Alina Rybakina, and she's from Kazakhstan. K z a k h s t a n now, Marlowe, Jim, let's type in the chat. Who do you think's number four? Marlowe, let's you guess on this one. You probably number oh. fourth rank in the tournament. She made it to the finals last year. Coco. Coco golf. You got it. <laughs> yes. She lost last year the Sweet Attack in the finals. So, um, she entered into the draw in Paris. She won one time. Season, it's reached the third round. The Trulip advance Madrid but uh, we're looking for big things from Coco Golf. And then number five, is, it's Jabor. She's from Tunisia. She's had a lot of injuries this year, but these are the top five favorites that are picked to win in singles of the French Open. Next week, we'll talk more about the doubles. Of course, we're looking for Taylor Townsend. She's in the singles as well. She qualified, but. Uh, We're gonna look for her in singles, but we're also gonna look for her in doubles because her doubles team is ranked number six in the world at this time. One more issue before we go to break on the French Open. Sloane Stevens, who's ranked number 30th in the world, who's also won her first round match this year in the French Open, is complaining of racism and the many racist um, things that she's receiving on social media. And even though she says the FBI and others have gotten involved, it seems to be getting worse, not just from French people, but from people around the world, from women of color, who are on this tour. And uh, she just is bringing the issue to the forefront and hopes something can be done about it. What are your thoughts on that, Marlo? And Jim, Put your thoughts in the chat?
1: Yeah, you know, that's um, interesting. And I'm glad that she actually, you know, brought that up to the forefront, you know, bringing that up to the forefront. Coach Townsend had touched on that you know, when she was on, because I think that that's something that we don't even think about that they would actually go, you know, go through it be um, presented, you know, with, Um, so that is, I'm I'm really happy that she's bringing that to the forefront at least. So, you know, we can definitely um, understand it, acknowledge it and, you know, definitely keep her in prayer and hopefully, you know, keep her protected or keep them protected, you know, all of mm-hmm. the, uh, especially the American athletes. Um it's just, you know, this crazy world that we're living in. And I'm pretty sure that um, who who knows how long this has been going on.
0: Yeah. As Jim says, sad that we're still dealing with this in mm-hmm. 2023. But we are, unfortunately. So um, <sighs> what can we say? What can we yeah. say? All righty. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. I'm going to see if we can get him to either turn his mic up or talk real loud into it because we're going to start the men's segment in just a second or use we'll the chat strategically. Okay? We're going to a break. All right, welcome back to Cliff Burton Friends. I want to read something in the chat before we see if we can bring Jim in here for the men's division. Some, uh, Dr. Kim says, Still dealing with this issue, especially since it's been three years already with George Floyd passing, and still don't have a bill passed. Still don't have one passed. Yeah, wow, That's type any opinion you have chat. Jeff, we'd love to hear from you and uh, Jim, unmicke and Mike, see what you can do. Okay, we're gonna move on with baseball news. The men's SWAT tournament. They had a baseball tournament and um, the baseball championship, Florida A&M, Rattlers. They won it nine to six. They defeated Bethune Cookman and they placed five players on the all tournament team. So let's go Rattlers, yes. I guess my question uh, that I would have for Mr. Jim is uh, Do these, or how come the SWAT champions in their division uh, are not playing in the NCAA Division I tournament? Uh, they don't get an automatic bid, or is this a separate thing? Because they're Division One, So they do not get an automatic bid. you? It'll be interesting to see Jim's response, okay? So- yeah, You
1: would you would think that they would, like you said, seeing how they are, um, you know, since they won. And I, I wonder how, how does that work in terms of, um, so I guess their seasons is kind of like automatically it goes, it, it continues after the students are finished.
0: Okay, so now Jim says they are in the Division One tournament and they play the University of Florida. So we have to keep up oh. with that, wonderful. So yes. they are, <laughs> okay. And what about the Miac championship in baseball? Um, let me see if Jim has that answer for us because we wanna see who won that and who they are playing in the NCAA Division I tournament. Because um, we want our team to have a great chance to go ahead and win the uh, national championship. So. We'll, we'll check back in on that. Now, <clears throat> NFL training camp updates. NFL training camp updates. Let's talk okay. here. In the, go ahead, Dr. Kemp.
1: No, I'm just saying already. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the things. Let's talk here in New York. The Jets. They have the quarterback from Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And he's at camp right now. Um, they say he's getting along with the team, fine. The other night he was at the Taylor Swift concert, which was at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> but uh, the Jets have uh, are projected to finish in second or first in the division this year because of him. Um, and I'd just like to know, uh, anybody in our chat room, do we think the Jets will make that jump in the division? Or is Aaron Rodgers too old to revive this team? So. What do you think? Marlo, we'll let you go. We'll see what Jim types in or anybody in our chat. Can the Jet make the jump? All right, Jeff. Uh, I, I. Jeff said, ain't gonna happen, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> that's honesty. All righty. Yeah, I, well, I Jeff, 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 type in, who do you have in the division? Who do you have in the division this year with the Jet? Who do you have? Well, let's see what you say. Uh, so that's one thing. And then the, uh, the other thing is the running back, Marlo, he was with Dallas last year. I don't think he's been picked up yet. The one they cut, um, Elliot, Ezekiel really? Elliott. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he's been picked up by anybody yet. And uh, let's see what James says. OTAs have started for all teams. Aaron Rodgers is fine now. Just wait until that New York media gets into him now that that's that's a thought that's a thought uh and getting back to Aaron Rodgers Jeff says Dallas or Philly flip a coin in other words the Jets are out of the running okay all right all right I hate to admit it but he might be a little 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 right there uh <laughs> what do you think Dr. Kim
1: we'll see you know Aaron may bring some you know momentum to the to the to the team and the quarterback and um you know, I'm just praying that that's the case. You know that with his experience, you know, as long as he's been in the um, in the NFL, and you know, you just never know. He may get get in the game and may bring us a couple of wins up. You know, this way. So that's um, that's what we are hoping for. So Alrighty. Alrighty. we shall see. I'm like Jim. Wait to the New York media. Oh, it's all quiet right now. <laughs> 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 all right.
0: Now back to Ezekiel Elliott and Jim confirmed what I thought. Ezekiel Elliott hadn't been picked up yet by a team. Do um, do we think he's he's he doesn't have any more stock in the tank, uh, uh, gas in the tank? Is the stock going down? Um,
1: I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really surprised that he hadn't. You know, he he's not picked up, and well it's one surprise that they let them go but then again surprised that no no other teams you know i guess they just want some some younger blood so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. what happens It's still early
0: okay okay all right so the nfl has some interesting things to look at uh immediately uh, so far let's see who else the detroit i was gonna say Pistons. the detroit lions this is jim's theme Uh, And I know they talk a lot about it on Wednesday night. The first thing is they had some gambling issues, so some players are out for the year. But uh, Jim, tell us, do you think the Lions will finish in first or second in in the division this year? And while you're getting that, um, (laughs) again, Jeff says, James says, Dallas over Philly. Only Cowboy fans would say that, and Jeff says, wishful thinking. This is great tonight. So. We're having some fun here. Uh, but what about the Detroit Lions, Jim? Marla, what do you hear to say? Um,
1: Detroit, Detroit, go Detroit Lions. They are still in the rebuilding phase. They've been here have for faith. 20 years. They've been rebuilding for 20 years.
0: <laughs> I oh, know they
1: still, they still build it, Dr. Bird. They still build it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can say this because Jim can't talk tonight. He got to type it in.
0: <laughs> but anyway,
1: Mark They're and me kill you tonight. All right. <laughs> We're not gonna all count right. them out we're not gonna count the lions out at least at least they've been on the um uh, at least they've been winning some games yeah, they just say came out of
0: stretch last yeah. year very strong i admit i admit that yep, i admit that exactly jim says we've been rebuilding <laughs> since 1957 jim not gonna be able to go back to detroit you know he's from there <laughs> all right <laughs> all right let's um i want to move on to uh another topic um The NBA, there's an official, a very good official. His name is Eric Lewis. Now, for our listeners, we normally talk a lot more HBCU. But as you know, the schools are out right now. So during the summer, we get a little more professional sports in. So Eric Lewis, an excellent official in the NBA, is under investigation for a burner account. I don't know exactly what that is. I'm trying to read and figure it out. But it's something, excuse me, where he's promoting himself. And that's not allowed under the NBA rules. Uh, LeBron James has already spoken up about it. Uh, Many, many, many players are going to speak up about it. And Marlo, I don't know if you've heard about that, but if you haven't, what do you think about this NBA official? And they say it's an excellent one, Eric Lewis. And so Jim type in, Jeff type in and tell us what you think about him and this burner, call it a burner account. Marlo, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I hadn't, this is the first that I've heard uh, about uh, about this, um, uh, you know, about this story. Um, and what is it that they just can't have, a, uh, a, 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 like I guess, like you just said, they just can't or have,
0: something. And he's talking you know, about himself, point. not betting or anything, but he's yeah. talking about making a story about himself. I have to investigate it more, but it's, it's turning into quite a story. Um, And I don't don't know if he's been inhibited from refereeing so far. Okay. And and, and Jim says, following the Kevin Durant burner account, this is using a fake name on an account to talk freely about topics without it being traced to him. Oh, Uh and that's not allowed by NBA referees. In fact, Jeff says, a burner account is like a burner phone that can't be traced. What they need to do is follow the money and check some of those Swiss bank accounts overseas. I guarantee (laughs) you will find some official names on some of them. Oh, okay. Glad I brought it up. (laughs) So I believe he's temporarily suspended under investigation. Not sure. Mm. not sure but this can get a little uh okay J- james said no no it isn't isn't mm. illegal i guess wow who wow. knew james says it's allowed okay well we're gonna follow this story and see what what the big uh you know wow because the players are sure are complaining um, that this should not. Or James said, no, it isn't allowed. He corrected himself. All right. So it's not allowed. All right. So it is an issue. Okay.
1: So um, well, he must have had to say something for the players to, um, you know, for them to start investigating him. So sure. I'm curious now, you know, <clears throat> what, is, what is it that he had to say in order you know, for them to bring this story or this, to start this investigation and the, you know, like you said, and, the, and if the players had something to say, so.
0: Mm. Well, more about the NBA. Now, before we go to break, I want to ask or throw this out there. And that is LeBron James. He had a brief statement when they got knocked out of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, was he just frustrated Or do we think that it's a possibility that LeBron could be hanging it up? I don't think so. But anyway, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. and We're going to talk about uh, fact fishing Is this LeBron's time for retirement? All right. We'll be right back. welcome back to Clifford and Friends featuring the absolute very best in all of women's athletics at HBCU Sports on the evening. When we are also remembering the legend, Tina Turner. Yes, all righty. So the question was before we went to break, LeBron James was knocked out of the Western Conference Finals and uh, to the Denver Nuggets. And he made some comments to the fact that maybe this is it for him. And uh, some people made some of it. But is it fact of fiction? Was the question. So Jim says he was just frustrated losing to the Nuggets. Even though it was a sweep, it was still close. And he wants to play with his son, Bronny, in 2024 and 2025. And Jim, I agree. It was close. And also, you know, the Lakers started out like 2 or 3 and 11 this year. It was a miraculous and a brilliant job of, of Rob Palenka and Jeannie Bust to assemble that uh, roster. And they were 11 games out or 11th place out in the last 20, 25 games and made it into the playing field of eight and then into the Western Conference Finals. So by all means, from where they were, they had a very successful year. People forget that. And uh, I think LeBron James still dropped 40, even though he lost in that final game, so he could still play at that level. But uh, I think you're right. Jeff says the Bonds mm-hmm. comment was strategic. What better way to light a fire than the management to make some significant moves to bring in additional talent? They are only working with one or two more years with LeBron. This mm-hmm. is true, Marlo.
1: I what are agree your thoughts on the Lakers? Yeah, I agree with uh, everything that everyone is saying because I was shocked. I was really surprised the way that they started off playing and the way that they played. You know that they were actually they made it as far as they did, but somehow it's like when they get close to those those uh, getting into the playoffs, it seemed like they kind of turn their game up, but Jeff is absolutely right because you know LeBron he can only go for you know. um so much longer and you know is this his way of you know telling them hey if you all want to keep a successful team you better start you know making some moves and one of the moves may be his son you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got a little while to go. He, he has two three years ago <laughs>
1: I know but still you know <laughs> you never yeah. know it comes looking 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 down the line so
0: we're going to come back to this uh these comments on LA but I do want to give some credit to the other team uh Didver is a great team um everybody knows about the joker from serbia the center who's just unbelievable player and, and in fact i gotta to apologize to him because the first time he got the mvp i was like oh they just don't want to give it to him being the only one again and i started watching his game he is complete there's not much he can't do and he is a force to be dealt with for a long time but the number two punch with them that murray who came out of Kentucky, I think he was hurt last year. He, along with the rest of that cast, puts them over top. He is a big-time player in the big-time moments who can take over in the fourth quarter. And uh, I think Jamal Murray is his name. He puts them over the top and makes them a champion contender. And I pick them to win it all, no matter who wins between Boston and Miami tonight. Now, back to LeBron James. The Lakers. He'll be back. Some of his teammates will not. And here's, oh boy, now Marley, how I feel about this. (laughs) Jim says look for Kyrie or Fred Van Fleet to come to LA. All right. Okay, let me start with Fred Van Fleet. He's a solid player. He won a championship with Kwiletan up there in Canada. Solid player could help the Lakers for sure. Kyrie Irving, and I'm going to say it like Stephen A., is box office. Yes, he is. No doubt. He's talented. He's one of the top ten players in the league. And the last time he hooked up with LeBron in Cleveland, they won to the championship. But between then and now, do you think Kyrie's changed enough that the drama that comes with it won't get in the way of his talent? Well, he can't have L.A. I mean, because he's definitely talented. What do you think, that's Kim? And I'll let Jeff and James type in the chat.
1: He gonna get out to L.A. and lose his mind and be distracted.
0: He's a veteran now.
1: He's a yeah uh huh. He's a veteran now, and <laughs> again, he's gonna get out to L.A. loses lose his mind, get distracted, and um, we'll see, Kyrie. We'll see. All right. If he goes to the Lakers, we shall see. I hope not. I hope not because, you know, just be a waste of talent. But, you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: It's
0: yeah. distracting. Jeff says, you're right, Murray, this is for Denver. He's got game. Yes, he does. And James says, Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. are great. And you're right. They're not just the rest of the cast. They're for real players too. And uh, Denver, Denver's tough to beat. Um, Jeff said, the real question is, Kimba now, Lakers, or can the Kimba now Lakers coach him? At some point, he's going to challenge somebody. How mm-hmm. yeah. about Kyrie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Lord help. Lord help. All right. Uh, James thinks on Kyrie. You see how everything turns to Kyrie? We don't know which way to go, Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with LeBron so was the here. only time he was under control i agree with you jim, I agree with you, jim. exactly and, uh, because uh up here in the jersey new york area where i live uh i couldn't wait to see him go and i love seeing him play but boy what a circus with him durant and harden over in the jersey so we'll see how that goes let's talk a little more nba today nick nurse i believe nick nurse coached toronto to a championship and he just got the job in Philadelphia, where Doc Rivers got fired. Oh, he's a very good coach. Now, you know there are seven jobs in the NBA. So you can be a good coach and get fired. But he just got hired. Do you think he's the one to take Philly over the top? Uh, Nick Nurse as a coach. And we'll let Jim type it in the chat. Marlon, you familiar with Nick Nurse? He coached Kyle up in Toronto, I believe.
1: Right, when they won the championship. Yeah, I believe um, that was serious.
0: Yeah,
1: what do you think? He seemed to be a, a good coach. I haven't, like, I can't, you know, really say because I hadn't really followed him since then. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see if he's if he's a good fit for, you know, Philly or not. Um, You know, we'll see. And where is Doc Rivers going? Well, he's heard, out hunting for a job, you know. You know. Oh, no. I I thought that I saw. I don't know why I thought that I saw. Maybe he was uh in the running for Phoenix coach. That's Phoenix? Oh, he's. A,
0: you're right. He was in the final four interviews. You are absolutely right. So, you know, that's a great coach. Oh, he's a great coach. You know, you could have a winning record and get fired. He was like 150 something and 80 in Philly, but they didn't bring on the crown. So, you know, the coach has that's to go. The coach has yeah. to go. Yeah. Final rumor. Final rumor. And I'm going to ask Jeff, James, to comment on this player. There's a rumor that Zion Williamson or Williamson could be coming to New York. Have you guys heard that rumor? And do you think you'll help and get in shape and do all those things? And there's more eating places in New York than <laughs> even New Orleans. So what do you think? Zion Williams? he can hook back up with his buddy from Duke and maybe make something happen in New York. Now, I'm just hearing a rumor. What did you guys heard, and do you think it worked? Zion Williamson in New York.
1: I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, New York seemed to be, you know, this year they were gelling, and, um, you know, it would be interesting to see how they do, you know, next season. But, I mean, if he's not coming up ready to play, and um, then don't come. Don't come. So
0: we'll yeah. see. Zion has only played in a third of the games uh, since he's been in the NBA. He's getting hurt. And, you know, of course, his weight is always an issue. And uh, when he's played, he was about 25, 27. But and he hasn't Jim played says,
1: that much. Huh? He hasn't played that much.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> Jim says it correctly. No, again, the New York media <laughs> would crush him. Now, they're not going to play that like in New Orleans. You sitting exactly. there, 280, can jump to the gym and never trying, but you're dunking and warm-up, but they say you're not ready to play. Cause that's what he did in the playoffs this year. He was dunking in warm-up pre-game, I mean, before he got in the arena, but said his mentality wasn't ready to play in the playoffs. Sat in street clothes. They're not going to play that in New York. I agree. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Another week in the NBA. One more subject. And we talked about this last week a little bit, but um, – Jim, and I want you to type in the chat, <clears throat> Jim Brown, you know, he, he died, and then, um, you know, we talked about it, and he did so much for the game. but what do you think his, 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 his with Jim, okay, Jim was, R.J. Barrett would be part of any package for Zion and other ways that would trade him, okay, Jim, what do you think about Jim Brown, comments about Jim Brown? we get out of here. I'll let you type it in. The legendary Jim Brown was the greatest runners to ever run in the NFL. Okay. So Jim says, arguably the best athlete ever. Whoa. That's a tall order. If we had yeah. to have Go ahead, Marlo. I
1: was going to say, you know, just reading about him, you know, because when he was out of the league, you know, when pretty much when we were growing up. So it's, it's, um, you know, and then you had the at other athlete, the other great athletes, um, that came behind him that would always reference him. So, um, I, I just hated that we didn't get a chance to like really, really see him, you know, perform. Um, but I, with his stats and everything, yeah, he, he yeah, it was definitely. Definitely one of
0: the greats. Yeah, Jim said he played in only 12 games per season. That's true. These guys are playing 16, 17 games a season. He got all those yards in 12 games a season. And Jeff says, Jim Brown, considering the era he played in, he may be among the best conditioned athletes of all time, mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is Jim again. And also, oh, I forgot about that. He's in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. James yeah. Brown, yeah, we just yeah. read it last week. So yeah, yeah, we have to start thinking about him and being uh, one of the best athletes of all of time. Uh, Marlo, I give you I'm a serious. challenge. We're gonna do it before we get out of here. All sports, and we're gonna come back to it next week. So I'll let you start it tonight. All sports, male and female. Give me your top four. Mount Rushmore, athletes of all time, and I know I'm not giving you a lot of time to prepare. I'll let Jim Jeff type it in, and then we'll come back again next week too. Best, I'll go first, but the best.
1: No, oh, uh-huh. no, I'm going first. All okay. right, hurry up. All right, so Michael Jordan, Serena Williams. Um. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody from baseball. You know, I'm trying to be diverse. Um, come back. That's that's my first two. Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, my first two. And I have then come Serena back. Serena Williams.
0: Okay, here we go. I do have Serena Williams on there. Um, people won't think of this person much. Edwin Moses. To me, he had one of the greatest records ever in track and field. He didn't lose a race for 10 and a half years, okay? I'm going to put Edwin Moses. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to put Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll put Michael Jordan. James says Letter in lacrosse. He's talking about Jim Brown. Football track, (laughs) which was fifth and what's this? The Catholic Honor averaged 15 points per game in basketball. So Jim Brown, Jeff says, Michael Jordan, Pistol Pete. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Pelé. Yeah, the soccer player. Pelé, mm-hmm. Serena Williams, and Usain Bolt. So Michael and Serena has been on three lists. So mm-hmm. Jim Jim gave us Jim Brown, he didn't give us anybody. I guess Jim Brown's good for, for people. All right, hey, we've had a great time. Listen, we had a great time. And in the summertime like this, we get a little more time to really include and get our opinions as school is out. We'll be back in two months, H T O U football full force. And so we love doing this. Next week though, we are gonna have one of the greatest basketball coaches. To ever coach college basketball on our show, Coach Dave Robbins. He coached the Virginia Union Panthers <clears throat> for three decades, started in 1975, and he retired around 2000, I believe, it was five. Coached three Division II national championships, put five players in the NBA. Okay, Ben Wallace, Charles Oakley, uh, Mike Davis, Terry Davis. Excuse me and two more. Um, his career winning record was 713 and 194. He had a 78 percentage winning. Only second to Adolph Rupp when he retired. Better than Dean Smith, better than Cheshevsky. And uh, he's been inducted into all the Hall of Fames and was nominated for Maysmith. And I still don't know why he's not in there. I've had a chance to see his teams play live when I lived in Richmond. And uh, Coach Dave Robbins, I talked to him already. He's looking forward. It's going to be a treat. One of the greatest of all time to do it on the sidelines. Coach Dave Robbins. I'm going to give him a clap in the van. Yeah. Coming next week, Clifford Spring. And as always, the parent company is coming on Wednesday night. Mark Jones and Friends, 9, 10 a.m. Super Station. It's also found on iHeart Station. You have Mark Jones, Reggie, Jack, Jim, Carl, Luther. And I stopped by just a little now and then put some comments in, but they're great. It's gonna be a great show. We'll see everybody back in 168 hours from now. Marlo, thank you so much. Jim, thanks so much. All righty. We'll see everybody All right. back. All righty, bye-bye.
1: Thank you. All righty.